Hey everyone, before we start the show, I have a request. If you value this podcast, the stories, the wisdoms and insights, I would like your support. My book, Pathways to Business Success, is just now published and available on all Amazon and Google Play platform. Or simply, you can just visit ihabtabara.com to find out more. I wrote this book to help aspiring entrepreneurs to start their own business by sharing my wisdom and experience in life and also to motivate people who want to make a change. If you would like to support me as your friend and if you haven't read my book yet and wanted to learn the secret to success and how to develop an entrepreneurial mindset, Pathways to Business Success book is for you. So please just grab and buy my book. It will only cost you a few cups of coffee. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Pathways to Business Success podcast that teaches insights and knowledge about the spectrum of the business world. My name is Ihab Tabara, and I'll be your host. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having with me our amazing guest speaker, Saleh Halothaim, co-founder and CEO of The Hub App. Just a bit of background information for our listener. The Hub app is an event invitation and RSVP management applications that allows users to create and manage private events. Saleh graduated from Northeastern University in Boston with a degree in MIS and marketing and got his investment management master degree from Cass Business School in London. His previous working experience was working in Procter & Gamble and also in the family business for more than nine years. By 2019, he left his executive role in the family business and now he's focusing on the Hub app. Well, Saleh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today on my podcast. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, Ahab, to be with you on your podcast. And hopefully it will be an interesting one and light for your uh, listeners. For sure, for sure, it will be interesting. So as usual, I'll be asking my guests a few questions in order to have a more deeper understanding and they would shed a light for us on their business. And hopefully you can learn from them on how to become an entrepreneur. So for all of you out there who are tuning in and listening, I hope you'll find it insightful and maybe learn a few tips and get some key takeaways. Alrighty then, let's start. So my first question to you, Saleh, is, Please tell us how did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Uh, first of all, uh, the decision is always not easy. Uh, you have a lot of things that you think about and you do, uh, <clears throat> especially with me when I, after I graduated, I worked for a couple of years and got my master's degree, then worked for a year. Then I've been with the family business. So it was a very difficult decision for me to leave the family business mm-hmm. uh, to be an entrepreneur. I think it's been always that I wanted to do something and work on it, but I never had the chance to do it earlier until by end of 2019. I think this is where I pulled all my strength and decided I have to do it. Uh, it's getting a bit later uh, stage for me. So I think it was a very difficult decision to start, but uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Well, that's great to hear that. So what actually did push you to start you know, this journey of yours? What did the drive or something that pushed you? What was the trigger? The trigger is always whenever you work, you want to feel something you can attribute to yourself, especially if you have ideas or if you have dreams that you wanted to do since you were at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at, when I grew up, I was pretty much 
maybe the only family member who was interested in technology. So I was the only one who went into the technical aspect. Nice. Everyone was doing business. So since then, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to do the traditional things, just being in uh, working and in the family business and seeing everything happening. You want to achieve something that you did and you pulled off uh, from scratch uh, on your own. That's amazing, amazing, really. Like so, tech basically. So, so walk us through your journey. You know what inspired you to start the hub up in that case. I mean, you said tech, you love the tech technology, right? Yeah, I in my undergrad, I started as a computer science at the beginning. Then, after a year or so of intense programming, I moved to MIS, which is Management Information System, mm -hmm. which is the area which I wanted. I wanted to understand technology and be able to speak the language. But I didn't want to be too technical involved, but I wanted to, bit to for it to be an enabler for the business decisions. Okay. Once you have the technology and understanding, it's going to be very easy for you uh, to take any business decisions that involve technology, especially when you pay budget for source of codes. You mm -hmm. pay money, endless amounts of money for the technology. And if you don't understand how it works, uh, some people think you're just paying it for intellectual property and you actually you don't touch or feel the product that you're buying okay. or uh, fixing and doing. So this is where uh, you wanted to understand the IT and the technical world. The Hub App, actually, it's uh, my uh, younger brother, Abdullah's idea, and mm -hmm. he launched it in 2016 uh, in Saudi uh, for a year. Uh, mm -hmm. He wasn't fully dedicated. Uh, the team that were with him weren't dedicated. I introduced him, uh, Alex uh, Picarelli, who's currently as a co-founder with me at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. They worked for a year. Everyone got busy and dragged in other things, and they dropped the ball, the ball on the application. SMS okay. Gateway was not renewed, so people couldn't register. Then Apple removed it from the store because they didn't keep it in compliance with all the different releases of iOS softwares. Then they didn't renew the servers because uh, they didn't see value until they have to redo everything else. So they dropped the ball and uh, it went down. I believed in the idea and I was supporting them at that time. Then I decided this idea is still amazing. It's still great. We believed in it then. We still believe in it now. So I took it, took the torch and started from scratch, read it and revamped everything from the beginning. I got Alex on board because he's a technical uh, partner with us. Mm -hmm. He's a developer mm -hmm. as well, so he's helping on that regard. So I called him, we got together, we started things from scratch, and we wanted to do it differently. When it was done before, it was done on a localized version. It was only Arabic. It was okay. only working for Saudi mobile numbers. I said okay. this idea is much bigger, and it should be a global application. <clears throat> so this is one where I took it, took it to a higher level or the next level where we have now currently support 20 different languages. It is used global. We have users from 153 countries around the world, and we're over now uh, 150,000 users. All of this while COVID is hitting hard and making our life more difficult. Inshallah, this will be done very soon and everyone will be safe and sound, and we can go back to normal life. Inshallah, really fascinating story here. Can you explain us in, you know, in lame term, the application, how does it work? How does it function, the, the steps? Well, you know, the main important thing is uh, if you want to do something, you have to find a problem and you have to solve it. You just mm -hmm. cannot just create something out of thin air and expect people to use it if it doesn't solve a problem. So currently, one of the biggest issues 
if you want to uh, send an invitation inviting three, four, five, 10, 20 people, uh, 50 people, what you do currently is you write an SMS or a WhatsApp message, mm -hmm. you send it to people or, the, or, or you put it in a WhatsApp group, you send the location, you're going to track people who's coming and who's not coming. Exactly. People will always forget to come if they don't, if they're not uh, disciplined enough to put it on their own calendar. Uh, you get last minute calls when you're busy with your guests, uh, people calling you, can you send us the location? Oh, we forgot we're coming and all these things. This solves <laughs> the, the problem. Case, yeah. 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 So this solves the problem. You send the invitation through the application. It has the time and the date, the location integrated with Google Maps as well. And the reminder of the application and also it added to your own calendar phone calendar if you allow access to your calendar it will add the events to your calendar so your calendar also reminds you or you can control the reminder on your calendar when do you mm -hmm. want to be reminded one hour before or uh, as such so this solved this problem and it makes it much simpler in one screen and if you time yourself typing the whatsapp message and sending it to all those different people and creating it with the hub you will see you saved a lot of time significantly and you avoided the unnecessary chats that happen, especially in the WhatsApp groups. You Absolutely. put an invitation, someone post a video or something and people divert the discussion to that one and hijack the discussion. This way you can ensure everything is happening in one platform and it's easier for people to organize their events and know who's coming because Excellent. this is a big issue for people. You may invite 20 people and you have catering for 20, but only five people show up then there will be a lot of waste. And if you do only expect five and put five and 20 and eventually ended up showing, you're gonna be embarrassed and running around to try to uh, get more- uh, Seats uh, and the, yeah, yeah. Yes, to uh, get your people uh, happy uh, since they came to you. Exactly, exactly. Well, I tried the app myself and it's really efficient and easy to use and so simple, so nice. You can put the location, you can put you know some ads, you can you know promote the uh, the events that you're having you put some pictures really simple and nice and as you mentioned one click and you can sign the invite and at least you can know who is coming like you said you don't want to feel embarrassed you go to the place and nobody's showing up you end up paying money from your pocket because you book the place for extra people so yeah it's really cool. fantastic and also you have the, the dress code some people i've been always invited to an event and will tell me no 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 it's casual when i go there it's 20 people and all in uh, formal Ta dress code tuxedos underdressed <laughs> <laughs> or the other way around, I come overdressed and while people are just casually sitting. So we have the dress code, which is casual or formal. It tells people what to expect in uh, such events and the number of guests. Uh, you will see the number or you can see the guest list if the host enable the guest list for people to see it. You will know who exactly who's coming, their replies. If not enabled, then you will see the number of guests uh, invited. So you can have a feeling. If someone tells you a casual for 50 people, then that's gonna be raising a red flag for you. You might wanna be dressed more properly than a casual uh, event. Absolutely. It's really, you know, the, the most uh, good thing about this app is really the simplicity of it. It's how powerful it, it is. The, how, the simpler it is, the more powerful uh, you get uh, to, to use it, actually. This is what, uh, my yeah. personal opinion. Yeah, true, because this is, was one of the main reasons the user interface and the user experience is very important when you're talking about the mobile apps, when you're talking about websites, how easy it is for the users. Our idea and always whenever we do something, we try to test it uh, mm. from our mind. Is a six year old or a 60 years old, can they open the app on their own 
and be able to understand how it works and use it? If the answer is yes, then we do it. If the answer is no, it's going to take an explanation or explaining it to them how to use it, then let's try to find a simpler way to do it. Not that we're targeting six or 60 years old. Obviously, mm -hmm. they're not the main mm -hmm. target for us now. But eventually, in the future, they, uh, people we're going to go into a larger uh, target group. But we want to make sure when you give it to someone without explaining it, they will be able to easily understand how to use the application. And it's very uh, small uh, steps and minimize the typing. So it's easier when you select not to make mistakes. Really, really beautiful insight, uh, Saleh. Thank you so much for that. I mean, experimenting is the key for any foundation to start a business. You know, you experiment it, see how people uh, react to it, and then you can start to scale it up in a much bigger way. Uh, really, really fantastic, Saleh. Thank you so much for that. So tell us, who are your, I mean, how do you capture a client? Who are your target audience? How, how do you do it? Capturing a client, this is one of the difficult aspects uh, that uh, anyone faces, and we are facing it particularly because of uh, the current uh, pandemic uh, situation. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. making it very difficult for us. But what we are doing is uh, usually we're doing two ways of uh, marketing. Uh, one is using the digital uh, platforms, for example, uh, Google Ads or uh, Twitter or all these type of uh, social media platforms that they enable you to post uh, your ads and uh, you select which areas, which cities, which countries you want to target them, put some keywords, put some creatives SMOs, and it will yeah. show up. Yes, and it will show up on their phones and all these things. And uh, this is one way how to target people. Uh, the other way is you use referrals. That, mm -hmm. For example, I send this application to my contacts and I ask them to forward it to their friends. Another one is sending an invitation to people and asking them to download it. Or in any meeting, anyone calls me or want to hang out or something, I will ask them for the first time, please send it on the hub. I just want them to get to use it to understand how simple and easy it is. And this is how the application is uh, starting to grow, uh, alhamdulillah by uh, combining uh, these uh, three factors uh, at the current stage. But we always, sometimes we go a little more aggressive and sometimes we slow down, depending on how the pandemic is uh, evolving and the restrictions on gatherings and all these things. We don't want to cause issues or uh, have concerns on people's health by encouraging gatherings when the regulations are not allowing large ones or so. So we always send the message, be safe. When you're doing the gathering, please follow the instructions of the local authorities to ensure you keep the safe distance, you wear the mask uh, to be protected uh, until this pandemic is over. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me recap here. Google ads, social media platforms, and referrers. I think referrers is also uh, really, really important because that's how, I mean, the word of mouth is really strong in that case, I think. Yes, true. Who, who, uh, who are your biggest markets for your app, basically? Who are the biggest users? Which country and which location? Well, uh, currently, uh, the largest market is uh, we have Nigeria, we have Egypt, we have Mexico, we have uh, Ukraine and Russia and Uzbekistan, we have Saudi, we have India. Nice, These represent nice. the largest markets that we have uh, in the application. And the top 10 countries we have, they represent about 96, 97% of all our users. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to focus on the countries where we see potential and people installing and using the application. 
to continue further uh, doing it. And Mexico was, uh, this is maybe the only country it was by mistake. All the right. other countries, we did target them specifically. Mexico was the only uh, country that we got lucky with it by mistake and coincidence. Uh, I targeted some U.S. cities and, mm -hmm. you know, some of the U.S. cities, especially in California, they span over a large area. So if you select San Diego, you're going to get a small part of San Diego. You're not going to get all the small uh, cities around yes. it. Yes. So I put 40 mile radius around San Diego, 40 mile radius around Los Angeles, New York uh, and Miami as well. After a few days when I'm going through Google Analytics, I see a lot of people on mm -hmm. our website or on the application mm -hmm. uh, coming from Mexico. And I was okay. amazed. I didn't target Mexico. How are those coming? And I see a lot of people coming from there. Then I started going through all the different places until I clicked on the San Diego and I saw which places or which areas that the users are coming from. Then I saw it overlaps with Tijuana in Mexico, which is mm -hmm. around the borders. Mm -hmm. This is where I realized, well, then that might be a big market for us. And I targeted Mexico. At that time, we didn't have Spanish as a language. And I got a big hit. After we introduced Spanish, it continued doing amazing for us. So we are continually marketing there in, uh, in Mexico. So the idea for us was we target countries that are 100 million uh, population and above. And they okay. have a tendency to use technology. Uh, are known to use technology. One of them, for example, Nigeria. Nigeria is over 200 million. Mm -hmm. Their main language was English. So it was perfect because when we launched, we only had five languages supported. Uh, English, uh, Arabic, uh, German, uh, Ukrainian, and Russian. Okay. Uh, so it fit the profile and they are an, they are a sophisticated user when it comes to mobile application because they don't have a proper infrastructure. So they are used to use a mobile application to go about anything in their life, banking, transferring money, because they don't have a lot of banking or proper banking infrastructure, ATM everywhere. So they use a lot of digital wallets. So the population is heavy user on mobile application because it closes the gap they have of uh, a lack of proper infrastructure uh, in their country. Well, amazing, amazing, uh, Saleh, uh, for this, uh, you know, uh, the stories and the Mexico one and the Google Analytics. Wow, so powerful. So tell us, what are the challenges that you face uh, during your journey? Any, are there any challenges that you faced? Uh, definitely. Uh, I was focused on one of the area to make sure it doesn't become challenge, which is always a technical partner and getting the application right. Uh, we spent a lot of effort to make sure that we get things right from the first time. And uh, alhamdulillah, we did when it comes to that end. But the only thing that I maybe underestimated or overlooked was the marketing aspect. Okay. Uh, okay. The marketing aspect, I have I've studied marketing. So I thought I will be able to do some uh, good effect uh, in, on the marketing. Uh, I did good. Uh, given the pandemic, but I think there was a huge improvement areas that would have been done much better and would have achieved much better results if I had uh, or if we had uh, a marketing technical partner with us because we perfected the, te the technical aspect, but we didn't perfect the marketing uh, strategy by having someone on board with us uh, marketing. And I started looking for someone for about a year Mm -hmm. And I just mm -hmm. keep getting rejected left, right, and center. And sometimes people are not even replying to the messages I send. 
even some agencies with a paid services i wanted to pay them to work with us yeah they're just ignoring uh, some of the messages so i think marketing was one of the biggest issue or challenges i faced uh having the proper uh, messages that you send how you communicate and also i the didn't contents, know how yeah. to use google ads and uh, twitter ads and all these things so it was a learning curve for me and my partner used to call me every now and then saleh please i'm gonna buy you a playstation play with it don't play with google ads and treat it like a playstation but <laughs> i just jumping from one country to another testing it with a small budget to see is there a pull or not on that country and always trying to change the parameters because i didn't know how to set the proper parameters for google ads so we ended up paying a little extra at the beginning now we are much better uh, efficient than what we were but we have not received or uh, uh, we haven't reached the proper or the ultimate uh, optimization because i'm not expert in those tools and we're trying now to work with different marketing agencies uh, to help us. For example, we had a marketing agency taking care of the Nigerian market. We have a mm-hmm. currently one in Egypt and in a discussion with uh, an agency as well in uh, Saudi. But if we had a technical partner who's covering the marketing aspect, uh, then that would be a much better uh, experience for us. And it would have achieved, I think, much better results. Uh, then my ignorance and playing with the parameters of trying to get it right i totally agree with you especially now with this uh, you know covid situation this marketing uh, aspect has totally transformed digitalized so whoever is listening out there we're looking for a marketing expert who wants to join the hub app yes so definitely to reach to saleh and uh, connect and see how things goes but we need some experts in this domain Definitely, we'll be happy to have as much people as we can in uh, in marketing and to be partners with us. That's fantastic. Any advice or word of wisdom for listeners who wants to start their own business? Uh, I think a lot of people cover this area, but they want to just try to summarize things and to make it always go back to basics. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, challenge your idea make sure there's a problem you're trying to solve. Uh, If there is no problem being or solving it, then it's going to be very difficult for you to change that one. Uh, And it may take a lot of effort and money, and you may be successful or not, depending on what area you're tackling. So it's very important to fix a problem and fix it in a way that nobody else is doing it. Uh, If you're doing something already existing make sure you study the market and come up with a competitive advantage that why people are using your service instead of the existing ones are you providing a better customer experience better customer service are you providing some features and functions that do not exist we've seen a lot of companies copying other businesses that are uh, existing global Mm -hmm. and they're making a very good business because there is a problem in solving and using it from other countries, but you have to make sure you do it right. And not just because it works somewhere else, it must work here. There is a lot of struggle on how to start. And you always try to start small and scale up. Don't try to come and conquer the market altogether because you will not have all the resources, all the needed resources, the money, the time 
the efforts to be able to conquer and open up uh, a lot of uh, fronts to you because you cannot keep fighting 20 different elements. So try to scale it gradually uh, from uh, scratch. Uh, so these are very important. The, th the third one is make sure you have a proper plan and execution. For example, I get a lot of calls from people asking me, can you give me the name of the company that did your application? I have an idea and I want them to execute it. Mm -hmm. And I keep engaging with some of the discussions with them and asking why, what's the idea? What do you want? What do you have currently in order to go to that company? Uh, they said, no, we just have the idea. We want to give it to them. We want them to do it as an application. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> if you want to do an application properly, I used to program and I've dealt with programmers. If you don't give them specific instruction, they will come up with weird ways of doing uh, that feature in a non-possible way that even if you wanted to screw up that bad, it might've been very difficult for you to come up with that weird solution to it. Okay. So you always have to make sure uh, to have three parts. One is to get what are the weaknesses that you have and to get a technical partner with you. So mm -hmm. you cannot do one, anything solo. This is a big mistake. And uh, a lot of people, uh, investors will not invest with you if you're coming on solo, uh, because if anything happens to you, then this project dies. Exactly. Uh, you don't have anyone who can challenge you in your discussions or your questions or your ideas. You have to always have someone as a sounding board or challenge you with these discussions in order to uh, further improve. Uh, so whatever you have as a weakness, get technical partners, at least one or two people to fill those weaknesses and become all strength uh, for the team. Then do a bootstrap. First of all, document properly what is the application and how you want it to function as a theory. Then go through the technical steps. Each screen, what are the content of that screen? what each button that would be clicked, how would wow. it act and how would it uh, move to the next uh, step? Once you have that ready, then you go to uh, a designer. You get a couple of designers. They can give you a mock design for two or three screens. Once you like one of these designs and that designer, you give them all the technical document for them to create all the different screens and all the different elements that appears on the mobile icon, the type of text, and all these things. Once you have that ready, you will have a better understanding how the application would function. Because you will see, if you click on this one, the screen will pop up. These are the content. And you will understand the whole user experience and journey on clicking on anywhere on the screens. This is where you go to the developer. And you ask them, what are the things that you've done similar to my application? For example, if you want a developer who's experienced with FinTech, you cannot use a developer who's, who's not experienced with FinTech or they've never done a FinTech project mm -hmm. because those mm -hmm. require a higher level of uh, sophistication when connecting these different platforms and making sure the links are there and they don't keep uh, disconnecting or uh, failing every now and then these uh, try to communicate with each other. So you have to make sure you interview the developer as if you're going to a tailor to uh, do a thaw or do a dress for you. Okay. It has to be fitted for you. If someone is experienced in that area, then you can go to that person. But don't go and ask someone 
who's your uh, tailor and you'll just go to them because they fit that person perfectly, but you may not like what they do for you. So it's very important. If you do these steps, you will have a high success of at least getting the technical aspect. And this is the experience we've done. Uh, and this is wow. why, alhamdulillah, we've never had any uh, big or major bugs in the application because we've done it in the right way from the beginning. The only thing we forgot was having the marketing technical partner. Then it would have been much better situation. But alhamdulillah, we've, I've been able to exceed uh, the targets that I had whenever I discussed with the investors that we had. We closed two rounds of funding. All the promises I did for the first round, they've already been met. While I promised them before the COVID situation, but we were able to achieve it with COVID, alhamdulillah. And the challenge is now to move with the next round of funding that I just closed, now to meet uh, the promises uh, that we I made to the investor who joined the application. So these are the areas that I would uh, advise people uh, to make sure they have it ready. They ask people. They go to people and ask them, I want you to be the devil's advocate. Yeah, Please exactly. shut me down left, right, and center. Challenge every aspect. If you're able to convince people or at least to make sure you are still convinced and you cover all areas, then go ahead. You will have people shutting you down left, right, and center all the way. So this is going to happen. And you have to struggle until you pull it off. But make sure it makes you much stronger believer exactly. in your idea exactly. uh, you cover any weaknesses or any things that you may not uh, thought of people will like you and maybe uh, invest with you or uh, use your application if you have a very high confidence when you're speaking with them mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the idea and they see the passion the and passion. they understand that you covered a lot of corners and a lot of aspects of the application then they believe yes this person might have what it takes to pull it off but if you're weak, if you're hesitant in some of the answers, questions, or if you're always cut off guard, then people say, maybe you haven't done a proper job in assessing and analyzing all aspects. Maybe not now, or come back to us later. Well, Saleh, there is a lot of valuable lessons here. And uh, I think you should start your own workshop and helping entrepreneurs to build you know, their business, you know, give them the, the insides out of the business. You know, I'm trying to, I can try to summarize here of what you have mentioned, basically try to solve a problem, study the market and see what is the competitive advantage and proper planning and execution. Oh, perfect. Let me ask you this final question. How, uh, what is your business model? How do you generate revenue? Well, revenue is not something that we have as a priority now. Uh, mm -hmm. We have the revenue models that we are going to uh, do in the future, but our uh, monetization, revenue generation, it would require us to have uh, a lot of users in, uh, in a city in order to offer them services that they will be able to use. Mm -hmm. Then this is where we're going to monetize it. Uh, the idea that the users will always have this application for free. We're never going to put any advertisement on the screens of the users uh, because I believe none of the large applications made it if they keep uh, harassing the users by a mm -hmm. lot of ads popping up left, right, and center, or displaying things that are not relevant to, the, relevant to them. So it will always be free to the users. We're just, just, just going to add services and features to enable them to get 
the best out of the event creation they do. We will, our aim is to be uh, a super app and a marketplace for events anywhere that happens, whether private or public ones. Uh, currently, we're targeting the private ones because we don't have any competition. We are on our own in that field mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. uh, there is not an application that goes through whatever uh, the features that we have all together in one place and the simplicity and everything in one screen. Uh, and it's free. Uh, so we are on our own. I haven't found an application that does all these things globally. It may end up being somewhere else, but I haven't been able to stumble on any at that mm -hmm. point. Then later on, we will start uh, getting more into a more uh, like the red ocean or the blue oceans where we get into. Now we're on our own white ocean. We're on our <laughs> own. No one else. Yeah, we've created an ocean and we're swimming on it uh, on our the, own. The new, the new value curve, basically. Yes. So then later on, we can get into uh, more services where we can get into the public events. We can get to ticketed events. This is where we can monetize when we have the payment gateway as part of the hub application that you can book events or pay for events or conferences through the hub and book yourself an RSVP there. Uh, that will be a way of uh, monetization, but this will not help us uh, now until we have uh, a critical mass in any city yes. in order for us to convince the mass. If I go to any, uh, any of those businesses now and I say, I have uh, seven, 8,000 users. Uh, they're going to tell me, okay, drink your they coffee. Will, and They will leave. shut you down. They will shut you down. Yeah, yeah. And leave politely before we close the door uh, while you're leaving, uh, hardly. Slam the door. So The game the game here is, I think, building traffic and uh, audience. Yes. Yeah, that's the game here. That's, that's the most important thing. And I think uh, there is a value by having the users, uh, more users in the application. There is a high value. And one of the main things that we did uh, is we incorpor incorporated this company in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. uh, the main reason by choosing Switzerland and why Switzerland, we deal with a lot of confidential and private information. The yes. application knows who is the host and the phone numbers of the people uh, the host is inviting and the location and the time and the date. This information is a big privacy concern for a lot of people. But immediately when you think of Switzerland, that goes away immediately because Switzerland is very strict in Safe privacy laws Safe and you. confidentiality. And even if we try, or even if we try to cut corners, not to be as efficient as possible and catering for the privacy, the Swiss regulators will enable, will force us to make sure we adhere to the highest privacy and everything else. So. Even if we're not doing our job properly, the regulation will make sure forcing us to ensure that we're always in compliance with these things. So we want the people to rest assured that the data are uh, protected and it's very difficult for anyone uh, to access it from outside. And we try also every now and then how we can improve the encryption to prevent even the developer or the database administrator from being able to access that level of information with uh, better encryptions and uh, better features to enable us to try to uh, conceal uh, these data and make sure no one is able to access them. We will always have the statistics, but I don't want to know the host mobile number, the invitees, and the location and the time with all their details. I care about statistics, but not the identity of those people. 
So this is very important uh, to take care of. If you're dealing with sensitive information, make sure you apply a better privacy uh, practices uh, in your uh, business. Well, Saleh, it has been really an absolute pleasure to talking to you today. Really, I enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed this you know, whole experience that you went through your journey for the Hub app. I wish you the best of luck and uh, really one fantastic idea. And the, again, simplicity is the key here in the app, I think. Yes, thank you very much, Ihab. It was my pleasure as well to be here. And I hope the listeners will uh, find some uh, insights from what I said. And I hope this was a very light uh, and not too much uh, for them. Great. Thank you, everyone. Stay tuned and subscribe to our next Pathways to Business Success podcast. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Pathways to Business Success podcast. It has been a pleasure to have you, and I hope you have enjoyed our episode. If you would like to listen more to our experts, interview, and amazing speakers, please subscribe and come and find us on www.ihabtabara.com.